And it's a Tuesday, which means we talk all things health on a Tuesday, every Tuesday, that is. And this morning, we're having a chat with Dr. Nogukanya Kangile. Now, according to Dr. Larry Distiller, founder and managing director of the Center of Diabetes, three and a half million South Africans suffer from diabetes. And there are many more who are, you know, who are not even aware of it. It is estimated that another five million South Africans are pre-diabetes and the the highest of uh, diabetes uh, uh, is among the Indian population in South Africa, which is 11.2-13%, as this group has a strong genetic, um, you know, strong genetic actually you know, saying that they, they that's why they get it the most. And this is followed by 8 to 10% for in the colored community and uh, 5 to 8 among blacks and 4% among uh, amongst whites. Dr. Kanila, welcome to The Bridge. Good morning, everybody. How are you, Lato? Shoo, shoo. I'm great. Thank you. I think I just now woke up once again. <laughs> hey, you got to be awake, girl. And hello to everybody on International Hello Day. <laughs> yes, yes. Hello, hello. Now, Dr. Kanila, let's talk about, Nogu uh, Kanya, let's talk about what what exactly does it mean when someone says uh, they have they are diabetic, they have diabetes? Okay, well, if you look at the classic definition of diabetes, according to the American Diabetes Association, it's when you have high blood sugar or blood glucose levels. Mm -hmm. And when you go to your doctor, the way that they measure this is they use um, your fasting blood sugar levels, which means that you haven't had a meal in the past eight hours, Mm -hmm. and a level of more than seven. Or um, if you've had a meal in the past two hours, a level of more than 11.1 or what they call a random plasma glucose level. So at any time of day, if you have a level more than 11 with symptoms such as very um, excessive thirst, excessive Mm. um, hunger, um, when you go to the toilet to urinate a lot during the day and associated Mm. with weight loss, that's how we can diagnose you as having diabetes. Okay, what is pre-diabetic? So pre-diabetic basically means that a patient or person has impaired glucose tolerance or an uh, impaired glucose tolerance. Um, fasting glucose. What that means is the normal ranges for glucose are less than 5.6 in your body. And if you have a level that's between 5.6 and 7, which is um, the actual definition of diabetes, you are what they call pre-diabetic. Why that's important is because it means that you're at an increased risk for developing diabetes, but you may already have some of the complications associated with having diabetes. Mm. So it's important to implement life uh, life-changing um strategies at that point to make sure that you don't progress on into diabetes and then into the complications. Take us uh, through the different types of diabetes. Right, so that's a very important one because some people mm. think it's just sugar. Like, mm. No, it's not. No sugar, you know? sugar, sugar. Mm. Sugar, right. <laughs> so there's two different types of diabetes. The first okay. type is type 1 diabetes, previously known as insulin-dependent diabetes. Yeah. So this is called diabetes insipidus, and this is where the body has a, a an organ called the pancreas, which produces insulin. Mm. And in this condition, the body fails to produce, the pancreas, excuse me, fails to produce insulin okay. and is most commonly seen in children and, and young adults. The reason this is important is because those patients need to inject insulin from the time that they are diagnosed in order to control their blood glucose levels. Mm. In the most common form, which is the one that we see in our populations, which is type 2 diabetes, which is non-insulin diabetes, 
also known as diabetes mellitus. The pancreas is still producing the insulin. However, the body loses its ability to respond. And because it's unable to respond properly, you get high levels of, um, of, of sugar in your body. Mm. This is commonly seen in adults and is due most likely to lifestyle and to poor eating habits. Yes, but yes. the most important and worrying factor is that children and adolescents are starting to get this a lot more often because of mm. things like McDonald's, video games where they're not, they don't have increased activity levels, etc. And in this situation, the management includes lifestyle modifications, diet, exercise, um, increasing the awareness around such um, problems. And once that fails, we then move to oral agents. Um, and some people you'll see Bokoko and Bomkulu yes, will take tablets yeah. for their sugar. Mm. And in the event that those then fail, then we go to the last resort, which is insulin. Oh, okay. Earlier on when you were talking about children, I was about to ask you if uh, you can be born diabetic. I'm assuming that's a no. So you actually can be born mm. diabetic. And in mm. the case where we spoke about the type 1 or insulin-dependent diabetes, that is um, one of the conditions where you get an, an, an um, you are congenitally diabetic. Mm. So your pancreas from the get-go fails to produce insulin. And oh. in that case, that's where we would need to give insulin from birth. Okay. Can diabetes mm. alone actually kill you? So the politically correct answer is no. Okay. The complications of having diabetes can kill you. So like high blood. High, mm. Correct. So because yeah. of the high levels of sugar in your body, you get your blood vessels as well as the nerves that are affected in your body. Mm. And because of that, your blood vessels go everywhere. They go to your brain, they go to your heart, they go to your kidneys, they go to your skin. And because of that, you get complications such as retinopathy, which is your eyes, where you get blindness. And you get neuropathies, where you get loss of sensation in your fingers. But the things that can kill you, importantly, is the heart disease. 50% of deaths caused by diabetes occur because of heart complications of heart disease. And so it's important for you to manage the, the, the blood sugar level so that you minimize the effects of those on your, your heart and especially your brain. Yeah, yeah. Doctor, before I let you go, how often should I be testing? So in the young, fit, you know, active person, you don't really need to test at all. Okay. If you start, however, feeling symptoms such as what they call polyuria, where you feel like you need to urinate during the day quite a lot, more than about three or four times a day. Okay. Polydipsia, where you're drinking a lot of water in the day, where you feel hungry and you're eating a lot during the day, but mm. you're, not, you're not gaining any weight. You're actually losing weight. That would be a good idea to, to, to test because some people attribute that to stress. You know, our jobs are so stressful and we have so much to do in the day that we don't get time to take care of our bodies. However, it's important. Those are warning signs for your body to say, I need to get something checked out. So go speak to your doctor. If you're confused about anything, if you worry about anything, it's a simple finger prick test. And then they can check your level right there and then and get you on a simple plan. Right. Diet and exercise, get your sugar levels normal. Okay. You know, while you're talking, we're actually getting a lot of tweets. There's a tweet here from Komo Josie Matlala asking, uh, she's saying, Dr. Kanile, is there an explanation why there is a high rate of diabetes in Indians? I mean, I was talking about the stats of, you know, where I mentioned that there, it's a bit higher there on that side. Mm, so... 
the, the, the one thing about medical conditions that people forget is that there's combinations of things that cause disease. Mm. And while things like physical activity, alcohol, fat intake and smoking can be changeable factors, mm. non-modifiable factors such as your family genetics can predispose you. And you'll find in our South African Indian population, they already have such a high prevalence of diabetes. They're further predisposing their children and their further generations to that. Right. So it's important for us to, to modify and change those those factors early because of True. that risk. Mm, mm. All right. Well, thank you very uh, very much, Doctor. Thank you so much, guys. Thank and have you. a fantastic day, everybody. You too, my darling. That's our young and very, very vibrant Doctor Nogukanya Kanila talking diabetes.